time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the last installment of the year for the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. And today is Thursday, December 15th. Paul, we made it one full year, waking up terribly early, way too many mornings to deliver the news. I know, it's uh, quite uh, impressive when you think about it. Uh, how many minutes did we record this year? It was well over, over 10,000. Over 10,000 minutes in total on Mining Stock Daily, and, and there's still more to come. Big news out today, pay attention. Big news. Mm. Yeah, but let's get started with the news here. Wednesday was the last FOMC policy declaration of 2022. Ahead of that, gold was range-bound overnight, and up until the policy statement release, traded between $1,816 and 1824 per ounce. When the head policy statement headlines hit the tape, gold gapped down $5 immediately and dropped to as low as 1807 before quickly rebounding. The Mining Stock Journal said that a prompt price smash when the FOMC headlines hit the tape is customary, but gold quickly traded back up and above its pre-FOMC news release level, trading as high as 1825 before fading to settle 1819 for the afternoon Globex computer trading session. Silver traded sideways overnight but began to rally after the COMEX floor trading commenced, reclaiming $24 per ounce and trading up to 24.20 before the FOMC headlines inspired a sudden 73-cent plunge to 23.63. As with the yellow metal, poor man's gold quickly bounced back up to a high of the day of $24.27 before pulling back a bit to settle at 24.17. The Mining Stock Journal believes that the reaction of gold and silver to the FMOC policy statement and the ability to snap back after overpriced management efforts is yet another indicator that the precious metal sector is in the early stages of significant cyclical bull move. The mining stocks traded down with the rest of the stock market, although the GDX outperformed all of the broad market indices other than the Dow. The Mining Stock Journal commented that the GDX was pushed below the 200-day moving average intraday, but rallied back and closed over this key moving average, which for now is bullish. While the sentiment and momentum indicators are pointing to the possibility of small pullback in the sector, generally the precious metal sector is set up to rock and roll in 2023. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the world-class casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. The casino project consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website, www.westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. New Core Gold provided an update on work programs and exploration activities underway at the Enchi Gold Project in Ghana. The company noted that diamond drilling is underway at the Niam Gold Deposit, following up on the higher grade results from prior drilling on the upper sulfide mineralization. 
Trenching has also intersected mineralization at early stage targets with returns of 0.73 grams per ton gold over 22 meters at the Niwanta targets, pardon if my pronunciation, and 0.65 grams per ton over 24 meters at the Aguaycrom target. Importantly, the company also expects to release their updated mineral resource update in January, which incorporates results from a portion of the 90,000-meter drill program completed in mid-2022. Nucor Gold trades on the TSXV with NCAU and on the OTCQX with NCAUF. I'll also add that CEO Luke Alexander is on schedule for an update here later today on the podcast where he can correct my pronunciations. Excellent. Suma Silva says five more holes intersected the Queen Vein at the Mogollon Project near Silver City in New Mexico. All 11 holes drilled to date have cut zones of intermittent to continuous quartz carbonate veining and breccia with local zones of silver bearing sulfides over an average core length of 26 metres. The mineralised zone remains open with holes 10 and 11 featuring strong visible mineralisation at the northern and southern extents of the current drilling pattern which is now covering a strike length of 390 metres. Assays are pending. Drilling continues at Mogollon with two rigs testing the consolidated target for high-grade silver and gold mineralisation over an area of 500 metres along strike by 350 metres up and down dip. Suma Silver trades on the TSXV under SSVR and on the OTCQB under SSVRF. El Dorado Gold entered into a 680 million euro project financing facility for the development of the Scuris project in northern Greece with National Bank of Greece and Piraeus Bank as lead arrangers. The seven-year facility will provide 80% of the expected future funding required to complete the project, which is about half built. The remaining 20% is expected to be fully covered by El Dorado's existing cash and future cash flow from operations. The company's board approved the investment decision and full restart of construction of Scuris with first production expected in the second half of 2025. Eldorado Gold trades on the TSX under ELD and on the NYSE with EGO. In Chile, Marimaca Copper announced results from hole 22, which intersected high-grade primary sulfide mineralization down-dip of oxide mineralization at its Marimaca oxide deposit near Antofagasta. The hole was a geological geotechnical hole drilled through the eastern pit wall and intersected high-grade dominantly chalcopyrite mineralization and the border of a magnetic anomaly interpreted as an extension of structures that host copper oxide mineralization. It returned 240 meters grading 1.01% copper from surface in separate zones of oxide and primary sulfide. This represents the first significant primary sulfide intersection to date. Marimaca plans to update its resource estimate in early 2023, which will form the basis of a feasibility study on the Marimaca oxide deposit. Marimaca Copper trades on the TSX under MARI. Mineta Gold announced assay results from seven resource infill and step-out drill holes for 4,280 meters on the Windjammer Center Central Gold Deposit at the Tower Gold Project near Timmins, Ontario. Highlights included 278 meters of 0.43 grams per ton gold. That included 100 meters of 0.68 grams per ton in hole 328. It said infill drilling at Windjammer continues to confirm the continuity and extensions of the resource estimate with wide widths of continuous gold mineralization within the economic pit, open pit resources. 
It said extensions of gold mineralization have also been intersected outside the resource and pit, highlighting the potential to continue to grow the mineral resource and to expand the current mine life of the project. Moneta plans a resource estimate update for a pre-feasibility study soon. Moneta Gold trades on the TSX with ME and on the OTCQX with MEAUF. Finally today, finally this year, <laughs> Golden Minerals announced assay results from 31 holes at its Cerrita Este project in Salta in Argentina. Highlights from the sequel epithermal targets included 16.3 metres, grading 1.56 grams per tonne gold and 6 grams per tonne silver, and 12.5 metres, grading 2.11 grams per tonne gold and 2.5 grams per tonne silver. Drilling confirmed the mineralization at Seco is concentrated on the eastern flank of the prospect and the drilling to date has intercepted a mineralized footprint of about 300 metres by 120 metres. Golden has planned a follow-up program to test the trend of the mineralization and to increase the size of the mineralized zone. Seco is about 3 kilometres from the Takataka Porphyry Copper Deposit. Golden Minerals trades on the NICE American under AUMN and on the TSX also under AUMN. As they say in show business, that's a wrap, Paul. Yeah, it's been a, a good year, a busy year. A busy year. I really appreciate all of your hard work and contribute contributions to Mining Stock Daily this year. I think uh, everything was added value uh, with you coming on board. So I appreciate your time and your consistency. And I look forward to uh, seeing more of you early in the morning after two sips of coffee throughout 2023. Well, that's very kind of you. Likewise, Trevor. (laughs) The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by what will be rebranded Clear Commodity Network. More more news about that coming today. And Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. We'll be back later today with more news. But until then, I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Be well. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.